What if the only way to avoid murdering someone was to die yourself? Today on Rooted Daily, we're talking about that paradox of love from the third chapter of John's first letter. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and I think I've been watching too much Criminal Minds because this is, uh, I think, the second episode this season about murder, kind of. You know, we don't talk about murder as some sin a lot of Christians struggle with. We don't have to preach on it and tell people to stop very often. But over and over in the Bible, God compares the seemingly trivial sins we allow in our lives all the time to be fundamentally the same as murder itself. You know, listen to what John writes in the third chapter of his first letter. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. So let's make sure we know what he's talking about. Cain murdered his brother Abel in Genesis chapter four. And even though it's, it's not immediately apparent in Genesis, John says that the reason why Cain killed Abel was because his own actions were evil while Abel's actions were righteous. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. We try to look at the gray areas, but John says here it's simple. Cain's bad, Abel's good. And the same is true with love. People who love are good. People who hate are bad. There's no gray area. And we've heard that from the beginning. Love is essential to follow Jesus. You can't follow Jesus without love. So that means if we find ourselves struggling with hate, that's a really bad thing. We have to purge that out. We have to purge that hate out of our lives and quickly because we cannot follow Jesus and still have that hate in our hearts. Hate is the equivalent of murder. And we remember that's exactly what Jesus taught too. You have heard that it said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. Matthew 5, 21 through 22. And the religious leaders taught that if you murdered, you would be liable to be judged. Jesus taught, though, if you were angry with your brother, you were liable to the same judgment too. And the bottom line is, what John and Jesus are teaching is that we are a bunch of murderers. We are killing our spouses, we're killing our children, our parents, our brothers and sisters in Christ, when we fail to love them with godly, sacrificial love. The people John was writing to, the Christians in these churches, were being assaulted by the false doctrine of Gnosticism. They were being led astray, and that twisted theology made them less loving. And it may not have seemed like a big deal to them, but John says, you're going back to square one by doing this. When you get angry with one another, and when you let hate fester, we're showing that we are not born of God, that we don't have eternal life. Okay, but what is real love? What does real love look like? John then writes in verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ 
laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. John says, you're acting like Cain, but instead you should look at Jesus. In Jesus, we see a perfect display of what true love is. He laid down his life for us, and that's the kind of love that John is talking about. We're not talking about saying that we love each other. It's not those butterflies in our hearts. We're talking about sacrificing for each other. And this is when I begin to see how this all connects back to the twisted theology of the Gnostics, because they thought everything material was bad. Everything spiritual was good. They thought it was okay to live selfish, depraved lives because, hey, what can you do? But John's telling these Christians, that's no way to live. And you can't follow Jesus by doing that, by living that way. Christians should be the opposite. Christians must be selfless. Christians must deny the things we want, the things that make us happy or make us feel good. We have to sacrifice that for others, even if that sacrifice is of our lives themselves. Children of the devil are self-consumed. Children of the devil do not give of themselves to others. They always take. It's always about what others are doing for them, never about what they can do for others. Christians, though, lay down their lives for others. Love is the denial of self for another's gain, and it is perfectly exemplified in Christ. Jesus denied himself so that we could all gain. And loving him means we deny ourselves for the glory of God. And loving others means we deny ourselves from the good and the gain, for the good and the gain of others. Then John says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Love, not just in what you say, but in how you act. If you have something, be ready to sacrifice it. If someone is in true need, love calls us to self-denial. And a lot is made of that. Does that mean, well, if I see a man on the medium and I don't give him the 20 in my wallet, that John is calling me a murderer? I don't think that's what it means necessarily. But it does mean, as Christians, that we must not become calloused. There might be a better way of helping that man on the side of the road than just emptying your wallet. Maybe an organization can better use the resources you're able to give to help him. But we cannot see need around us, the hurt in this world, and be unmoved. You know, so many arguments have been made to explain away the plain meaning of this verse and the example that Jesus set. They say, well, well, people, they, they should want to help themselves first. They should go get a job or, you know, this verse in particular, it's talking about other Christians um, and, and that's who we should help alone. We should ignore all of Jesus' ministry where he almost exclusively went to outsiders, people outside of the nation of God. You know, so many arguments are made to make this command more palatable. But it's not supposed to be palatable. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It calls us to total self-denial. We give everything up, which of course, that's the paradox there. John says, in order not to be a murderer like Cain, it may mean my own death. I may die to save the lives of others. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. There's no way to make it easy. It's the hardest thing we could ever accept. 
But to follow Jesus means I, at any moment, am ready to die, demonstrating the love that he showed me. You can look all day long for caveats and exemptions on when you can get away without self-sacrifice. But as it turns out for far too many Christians, those caveats don't end up being the exception to the rule, but the rule itself. And John says pretty clearly here, if that's the case, you don't understand Jesus and you can't have eternal life. When you see Jesus and what he did, you will stop looking for ways out of self-sacrifice and start looking for opportunities. We must love and love must act. We cannot say we love. We must show we love even to the point of death. That's the radical news of the gospel. In order not to be a murderer, we may have to die. And it will never be comfortable, but it's the only way we can follow Jesus. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.